Hello everyone, this is going to be a very special episode today. The reason why it is going to be a very special episode is because this episode, for once, is not at all geared towards Satanists. Now, Satanists can listen, but in all likelihood they're not going to get too much out of this. However, they might want to listen to it to figure out if it might be worthwhile to send to someone they know. Now, as I've talked before, I wanted to do an introduction to Satanism. This is geared towards people who might know a little about it. They might have seen it on the news or read a little article about it, but for the most part, don't know anything. This is geared towards people who have discovered someone they know or care about is a Satanist, be it family or friends, perhaps. This episode is for them. Now... The first thing I want to say off the bat is I want to say thank you for anyone who's actually taken the time to listen to this. If you found this and you're just curious about what Satanism is, great. I very much thank you for being curious about something that might make you uncomfortable. If you've been sent this, it is probably because you found out that someone was a Satanist and they're not exactly sure how to talk to you about Satanism. Or they did and wanted you to hear a different voice from it. So first off, I'm going to say, yes, I'm a Satanist. I work in a public school. I don't go out to these meetings and sacrifice goats or children. That's not what we do. Those are horrible things. Secondly, this is not an episode where we're going to be able to debate the existence of God or Satan. That can be a very extensive topic. And honestly, you can have a whole podcast on just that topic. So, needless to say, very upfront, Satanists do not believe in a god or Satan. The other point is, I have zero interest in trying to convert you to Satanism. Satanism isn't for everyone. And that's not to say I'm trying to say some people aren't capable of being Satanists. That's not at all what I meant. There is no such gatekeeping here. It is just that not everyone wants to be a Satanist. It's not helpful for everybody. It is sort of like saying that not everyone wants to be interested in Topic X. Not everyone likes action movies. Not everyone likes romantic movies. Not everyone likes blank. So not everyone will be a Satanist. Uh, Satanists are pretty against proselytization. We don't go out and say, have you heard the good word of Satan? We, we may do it in a comical sense, but we don't tend to just go to people and say, have you heard the good book of Satan? Which, there isn't one, at least not for most modern Satanists. I do want to move on to the main topic of Satanism. So, I will say that Satanism is not a small topic. It might sound like, oh, it's this niche thing that not too many people know about it, and there's not much about it. It's just people identifying with Satan, or whatever preconceptions you might have. But there is a lot of history behind uh, non-theistic Satanism. And that's the first thing, is... A lot of Satanists won't use the word atheistic Satanists because it it just sort of sounds clunky. Also, because people have some sort of pre-association with the word atheist, and Satanist already comes with its own pre 
associations. So, just to simplify it, most Satanists will say we are non-theistic, which, as I said, means we do not believe in any god or gods. Satanism is not only one thing. There are many different types of Satanism. There are many different sects within Satanism. They have different point of views, and there's a wide range of literary tradition behind it. People are Satanists for many different reasons. But the first topic that we all know that is going to be asked is, do we worship Satan? The answer is no. Satanists in general do not worship Satan. As noted before, we don't even believe in him. We do not believe in demons. We do not believe in supernatural things. We do not worship Satan. We do not believe he exists. The next big question is completely understandable. If we don't worship something, how are we a religion? And if we don't believe in Satanism, why call ourselves Satanists? Now, both of these questions are very good questions because of how we normally understand religion and beliefs. I'm asked these questions a lot. I asked these questions a lot before I was a Satanist. And until I understood the answer, I found it hard to take Satanism seriously. Most people just dismiss and don't bother asking. So you're already very open-minded, to be honest, just for listening to this podcast and listening this long. So the question of religion is one I've covered before. But I'm going to go over it quickly here. Part of it is tricky because how we view religion is different from how most religious scholars do. Taoism is a great example. It is a religion. However, like Satanism, it does not have any gods or supernatural aspect to it. Buddhism do not worship Buddha. They view him as a guide on the path they are moving towards. So what is religion when we look at how scholars and theologians view it? It comes down to a few things. The idea that they call the four C's. These things are creed, which is a set of beliefs. Code, which is a set of rules. Cultus, which means rituals and community. Satanists and Satanism in general, have beliefs and code that one lives by. Many Satanists, in fact, cite the seven tenets in some form. Satanists also have our rituals, such as the unbaptism ritual and the unbinding ritual, which those we'll get into those later. Satanists very much have our own community, both online and in person, we have meetup groups. We have online forums. We can be very close-knit, but we can also be very welcoming. Now, how religious a Satanist can be is different from person to person. Some Satanists view it as more of a philosophy than a religion. That's okay. That's up to them. Personally, to me, it's a religion. As for why we call it Satanism when we do not believe in an actual Satan, that is a much more complicated question than it sounds. And because of that, it will take a little bit of explaining. Many Satanists will cite the idea that Satan is a rebel who fights against arbitrary authority, 
defending personal freedoms, and even in the face of insurmountable odds, a heretic who questions sacred laws and rejects tyrants. In short, Satanists take the figure of Satan and view him as a fictional figure, but one that we can seek guidance from. A fictional figure who seeks personal freedom while wanting to free people from tyrannical oppression. One that seeks advancement and learning, not holding on tightly to old norms that are no longer useful. We take the idea that the fruit of knowledge that the serpent showed to Eve as looking forward to science and morality unbound by supernatural beliefs and laws. When explaining Satanism, one might leave it there. But that leaves the question, where did we come up with the idea of this Satan? It's very different from what many people view of Satan. We didn't pull it out of a hat. This idea of Satan actually goes quite a far length back in time to the Gnostic Christians. They had a very different idea of God. You see, Gnostics believe that God ruled over this world as an evil tyrant, that Eden was a prison and exile was freedom. Now, Satanists don't get the, their ideas directly from Gnostics. But during the literary age of Romanticism, way back in the 17 and 1800s, there was a sub-movement called Romantic Satanism, which has been a topic I've touched on in the past. For the sake of this discussion, though, it was writers like John Milton who wrote Paradise Lost, Anatole France who wrote Revolt of the Angels, poet and philosophers like Lord Burton, Percy Sheldy, Edmund Burke, who took figures such as Satan and altered them into heroes of men and enlightenment. Satanists took those works and those ideas, finding meaning in them. Some might argue that taking meaning from a holy book is more meaningful than other types of writing. And I will say from the perspective of someone who would believe in a holy book, I understand the feeling. However, if one doesn't believe that holy book is any more important than another book, to the non-believer we see that many different types of literature can be inspired. And I think everyone has been inspired by literature one way or the other. We have seen fiction and non-fiction books lead to great change in the world. We've seen fiction books shed light on the world and change it. Examples of these are To Kill a Mockingbird, The Grapes of Wrath, All Quiet on the Western Front, and The Jungle. Those are some of the most well-known books that have changed the world. To believe literature cannot inspire and move people to great ideas, beliefs, and desires, I believe is to underestimate the gravity of some of the world's greatest works. And so these ideas inspire. They drive and motivate. Satanists take those ideas and shape them, much in the same way that someone who has never read Shakespeare may find themselves affected by his work as his work is so integrated into our society that many no longer even understand how Shakespeare was revolutionary. Today, we are so actually integrated with some of these ideas that came out of Romantic Satanism and the likes of John Milton that we see nothing remarkable, actually, about a TV show called Lucifer, 
where Lucifer is the hero. And it is for all those reasons that we call ourselves Satanists. Now, some of you might be asking, why didn't in all of that did I mention the Satanic Bible? The Satanic Bible is well known. However, it is associated with the Church of Satan, which is different than what many modern Satanists feel or view. As we noted before, modern Satanism is rooted in the literature known as Romantic Satanism and its philosophy. The Church of Satan is rooted in the Satanic Bible. While many modern Satanists actually find the Satanic Bible impactful, and at the time it was written, many find many of its views problematic. As many of its views can be rooted in some form of social Darwinism, which we feel has been debunked and is no longer useful in our day and age. Myself, I had a very hard time getting through the Satanic Bible, and I don't much appreciate it. I feel that it is sort of a relic of its time and not applicable to today. So the next question that one might ask is, what do Satanists want? Like, that I think is a very core question, but it's a difficult question. Satanists aren't all of one mind. For the most part, we're individuals. We have similar beliefs and ideas, but asking what we want might not be the best question, as it points to motive and I can't really read minds. And it's a very big topic. However, I can answer this question in general through my own experiences and my experiences with other Satanists. Now, what we don't want, however, we don't want to sacrifice children or goats, as we noted before, and we don't want to rule the world. Hurting people is not something we're interested in, as it goes against a lot of our beliefs. As for ruling the world, honestly, that seems a lot of too much work. I'm sure the world would be awesome if we ruled it. It'd be pretty peaceful and chilled, but it sounds like too much of a headache. And as for the babies thing... The only babies any of us eat are Sour Patch and baby carrots. So, I suppose the question would be, what do we want for society? Most modern Satanists, we really want true equity and equality for people. We want them to be treated as human, no matter their race, gender, religion, non-religion, appearance, preference, and the list goes on. We want everyone to be able to live in a society in which they are treated equally and fairly under the law, society, and as individuals. We want, as an example, trans individuals to have the same respect and dignity as everyone else. We believe the control over one's body is important. As such, a woman's right to choose is fairly important to us. We believe that one's religious beliefs and non-beliefs are very important to them as individuals. However, we do not want religious beliefs or supernatural beliefs or beliefs that do not conform with science to be ingrained in our laws. We believe that laws and public demonstrations and ideas should be secular. Now, something else that I can see being asked in the same vein is that I say 
I want religious rights for all people. However, many Satanists speak out about things like RIFRA. Yes and yes, we believe that everyone has the right to believe whatever they wish to believe. However, you do not have the right to control what others believe or directly harm someone or hinder them because of your beliefs. Having the belief that abortion is wrong is okay. It's all well and good. I respect that you believe that abortion is wrong. However, there are religions that believe eating pork is wrong. And we do not make pork illegal in free countries and in free spaces. Rights allow you to do something for you. It does not allow you to do something or tell others what they must and mustn't do. That is the satanic belief on religious rights. The next question I tend to get is, do we hate Christianity? Honestly, I don't think about Christianity much. I don't hate Christians. I was a Christian for most of my life, in fact. I have issues with some of the Christian beliefs. However, as long as they don't affect me or others, it's not my monkey. It's not my circus. Christians can believe what they wish to believe. In fact, I have forcefully spoken out about Christians who actually face oppression in countries in which they face backlash, such as some Middle Eastern countries, or in China. I have done the same with Jews, Hindus, Muslims, atheists, and Satanists. The next question I've often asked is, why do many Satanist rituals mock Christianity? And I will say, we don't. If rituals were meant to mock Christians and Christianity, they would be done in public, not in private. Asking this question, I could equally ask, do Christians mock Saturnalia when they have Christmas? The answer is obviously no, they do not. But it is undisputed that a lot of Christmas comes from Saturnalia. But I don't believe that Christians are mocking the holiday of Saturnalia when they perform their Christmas celebrations. I don't believe that they are mocking the people who celebrated it either. It is important to keep in mind that many Satanists were Christians, and the Satan figure is mostly Abrahamic, which means there is no wonder that many rituals in some small way may seem to have an inverted Christian aspect, because doing a ritual in the name of Satan is an inversion of Christian ritual even if it is not meant to mock. But as someone who has taken part in rituals at the Satanic Temple headquarters, rituals are honestly more pagan on model. I have actually never taken part in a ritual that seems Christian to me. And I have been in a lot of Christian rituals. Remember, I was Catholic. We had a lot of those. So, the next question would be, that I get a lot from many different types of people, if we don't believe in the supernatural, why do we have rituals? Which is a question I asked when I first became a Satanist too. I found it weird. But then I thought about it. Why do we have birthdays? Why do we have graduation ceremonies? New Year's Eve celebrations? Funerals? They mark something important 
They bring joy. They help us reflect and focus our thoughts. They help us move past something painful. For these reasons, Satanists do group or solo rituals. Not all Satanists do rituals either. Some Satanists don't find any use for them. But those who do, they do so because it helps with reducing anxiety, boosting confidence, alleviating pain, emotional, and maybe physical. And not because of anything supernatural. In fact, countless studies have shown that rituals help and have effects. I'll be leaving one such article in the show notes description from the Scientific American. And you can read that. You can Google how rituals help and other wordings of that. And you'll find a lot of literature to read. The other question I often get is, does Satanism have a doctrine? No. There are some sects of Satanism that do have ideals and sort of like a guide work for their members. An example would be the Satanic Temple's Seven Tenets. And a lot of other Satanists end up mirroring these Seven Tenets as well or having something close. Now, the Seven Tenets, if you haven't heard them before, I'll let you know what they are. The first one reads, One should strive to act with compassion and empathy towards all creatures in accordance with reason. Two, the struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institutions. Three, the body is inviolable, subject to one's will alone. Four, freedoms of others should be respected, including the freedom to offend, to willingly and unjustly encroach upon the freedoms of another is to forego one's own. 5. Belief should conform to one's best scientific understanding of the world. One should take care never to distort scientific facts to fit one's beliefs. 6. People are fallible. If one makes a mistake, one should do one's best to rectify it and resolve any harm that may have been caused. 7. And some argue that 7 is the most important. Every tenant is a guiding principle designed to inspire nobility in action and thought. The spirit of compassion, wisdom, and justice should always prevail over the written or spoken word. Now, not all Satanists follow these, but many have some version of them one way or another. Now, from that, one may ask, the right to offend sounds like an excuse to hurt people. Now, first I want to say that if you hear a Satanist use this word, well, use this tenant, to purposely harm someone, they're misusing it. And I have seen some Satanists regretfully do this. However, it would be a problematic tenant, or at least a problematic aspect of a tenant, if it was in a vacuum. Using it as an excuse to hurt someone goes against the other tenants. It goes against the aim of compassion. The right to offend someone doesn't simply mean the right to purposely offend someone for the purpose of causing offense. It does mean that just because someone finds something offensive, it doesn't mean the person has to stop doing it. The best example I could give you is two gay men kissing. Someone might say that's offensive, but they have a right to do that even if it might be offensive to someone else. So it is less about striving to offend and more saying 
that just because someone finds something you're doing offensive, it does not mean the action you are doing needs to end. Another question about the tenants that I always get. The third tenant sounds like it's about abortion. Yes and no. Abortion was likely the biggest inspiration for this tenant. It is something that honestly has the greatest effect on a person who is being told what to do with their bodies. It is the most harmful modern day example that we have of someone violating someone's bodily autonomy. Now, that is not the only thing that this tenant is about. Satanists equally believe that it is not anyone else's business if someone chooses to, say, sterilize themselves, if they want or do not want a tattoo, a piercing, if someone wishes to smoke pot of their own choice. Like all tenants, it is a big conversation and a big idea in a small place. Now, onto the one funnier one, which I've sort of left for last. Why do Satanists wear black and look goth all the time? We don't. Well, we don't all anyway. Some do that as an appearance they like. Myself, I like my satanic imagery as much as the next Satanist, but when it comes to relaxing around the house, largely I'm in my pajama bottoms and a t-shirt. When I go out, I tend to grab whatever I'm wearing at the time and whatever. Uh, when I go to work, I dress in dress pants and a shirt. I've thought about wearing more satanic stuff, but I can kind of be lazy. I do own a black cloak for the funsies. Now, at this point in the podcast, I do want to say thank you. If you've made it to the end, I hope you've learned a lot about Satanism. Well, okay, you've learned the very basics about Satanism. Perhaps enough to realize that whoever sent you this audio is not evil. They're not a bad person. And the biggest thing I can say to you, how did you feel about them before you knew they were Satanist? Did you believe they were a good person? If so, did that really change when you learned that they were a Satanist? Did it really? Or did a perception of them change? If they've always been a good person, they're still a good person. And I don't think you should cut them off or fear them or think any less of them just because of their beliefs. Now, a good example is, if I learn my friend is a Christian, I am not going to believe that they are suddenly a bad person. If they have ideas and views that I think are moral, I will think they're moral and a good person, and I will remain their friend. If they are an atheist who I feel has horrible, abhorrent ideas, they will not be my friend. Someone could be a Satanist. That does not mean I am automatically friends with them. There are Satanists who I know who I disagree with greatly, and I am frankly not friends with them. There are Christians who I'm very good friends with, who I would do almost anything for, and I don't care if they're Christian, they're a friend, because they're a good person. So remember, the person who sent this to you cares what you think. So maybe that's important enough to realize that they're a good person. And Satanists are not. They're still the person you always knew. And I want to say thank you for listening through this entire thing with an open mind and maybe learning something different about something you thought before. Now, if you have any questions that you want to ask me, feel free. Just let me know. You can reach me basically any time 
at the email ysatan666 at gmail.com. If you're a Twitter user, you can just search ysatan, and I should come up. My icon will be the same icon as this podcast. And once more, I thank you very much. <laughs>